Welcome to Burnt Out to Badass, a podcast that's showcasing amazing people, not because of what they do, but because of who they are and how they've recovered from their burnout and reclaimed their inner badassery. I get into the grunge of burnout, re-witness with them the dark night of the soul, and then we walk through their journey and celebrate where they have come now. It's not perfect, but it's imperfectly marvelous and shining a light into the dark corners of a conversation around burnout that not a lot of workplaces are having. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and today I'm speaking actually with a medical colleague, Dr. Peyton Fennell. Dr. Fennell is the medical director at Novart Health Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation Program. He founded the first non-surgical sports medicine practice in the area, and the practice continues to grow and is responsible for any athletes, collegiate to weekend warriors, returning them safely to their sport and activity. Today, we have an overall great conversation on his journey, and I can't wait to share with you. So here we go. Welcome to the podcast, my fellow DO friend, Dr. Peyton Fennell. It's great to have you here with me today. Oh, thanks so much, Aaron. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, tell all the people out in podcasting world a little bit about yourself and the magic you're putting out into the world. So, um, oh man, given an opportunity to talk about myself, I don't think I don't know of any physician who doesn't enjoy this. Uh, so, you know, looking back, um, it's you know thus far the journey's been pretty incredible. Knowing that uh, at this time, I've just now entered my 40s, that uh, I'm now supposed to be in my prime when it comes to providing healthcare. I'm not quite sure about that. So don't get discouraged. Um, those of you who perhaps uh, feel like they should know everything five, seven, 10 years out, because uh, you never do. It's constantly learning. But I graduated from uh, Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine in 2005. From there, I did residency. Uh, in family medicine in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, soon as I finished residency, I entered, I was in the U.S. Navy, uh, to which I was assigned to the United States Marine Corps, um, where I was with um, infantry units, as well as becoming senior medical director on the training grounds of Paris Island as a whole. Once finished the, the uh, military, which was an amazing experience, by the way, I hope we talk about it at some point during the podcast, was full-time ER doctor for a while. And so that was interesting because it was there that I really started finding out what my boundaries were and started what my limitations were. And I think going forward, when we start talking about burnout and, you know, what it looks like, how can you see it come on? When you start understanding who you truly are, you're going to start realizing the science earlier. And it's not just what the textbooks tell you. And so it was there that I started kind of realizing certain things. After I did that for a couple of years, I uh, decided that I needed a change and decided to go back into fellowship and did a fellowship in, in sports medicine in Charlotte, North Carolina, as you know, kind of the same program I did residency with. As soon as I graduated from that, I became a professional team doctor for the Carolina Hurricanes in, 
in Raleigh, North Carolina, which was an amazing experience in itself. But once again, you still kind of wrestle with the questions of, you know, this looks great on resumes. This is what everybody tells me my career is supposed to look like, but yet there's still something missing. And so I decided to break off, start my own practice in a, in a town outside of kind of a metropolitan city in, in North Carolina and quickly realized that all these different shifts and changes that I was making was indeed because of burnout as a whole. And so we'll kind of talk about that going, you know, throughout the podcast, but really understanding that the journey as a whole is unique to each person. I mean, that is probably the number one point that I want to convey going forward is that, you know, nobody's going to tell you what it's going to look like. You aren't going to know what it's going to look like sometimes until you actually do it. I remember when I was sitting uh, in my practice and it was my practice. It was myself. A, I had a, a staff, a front staff person, and I had two assistants. And I walked out of a room one day and I said, you know what? I said, I'm done. I said, I need you to cancel all patients. I'm done. I will be back in a month. I don't know where I'm going, but this is, this is it. I'm done. Um, and it was, well, what about, you know, responsibilities? What about, you know, from the financial standpoint, family standpoint, all the different standpoints that everybody's going to kind of talk to you about. You, I sat there and said, you know what? It's okay. Like I'm done. I'm going to take the dive and I need to figure some things out. Otherwise I'm going to be ineffective. And so um, I did that. And after a month, I took my dog and myself and we got in our truck and we drove to the mountains of North Carolina. And um, I lived in the mountains for a month, grew a beard and everything. It was, it was me and my dog. And we did absolutely nothing except one day a week, I would find an internet, um, at, uh, whether it was a little coffee shop or where I would come down off the mountain. Most of the time it was to get a shower because a, a week at a time, you know, in, the, in August, even though you're in the mountains, it's still fairly hot. You get a little rank. Yeah, you do. You get a little rank. And, you know, I just it was it was interesting because, you know, it, my dog and I ended up eating kind of the same stuff at that point. But it was still an experience that kind of in a way, you know, you know, a lot of people use the word transcend kind of loosely. But in a way, it's not transcending the traditional of, you know, transcend to looking towards, a you know, a higher deity or whatever the case may be, just in who I was as a person. I really got a hold of who I was during that time. But when I came back, I knew exactly the direction that I wanted to go. And it wasn't where I was. And so that started kind of my journey, or the after journey, I should say, to where I am now, which is in a position that I absolutely am in love with. It's like I've been, I was made for this particular job that I'm in. So it's been exciting, but it took that true leap and understanding that, you know what, even though I'm a physician, I'm supposed to be smart, I'm supposed to have it all together. I didn't. And it's being able to humble yourself and say that you don't know it all. And that's okay. And that's what kind of led to the, the progression to where I am now. Absolutely. I love that story so much. So it sounds like what I'm hearing you say is you had several different changes, but at the bottom of it, there was this undercurrent, a burnout that once you finally like stepped away, you were really able to figure out who you were so you could figure out instead of just like 
running away from the burnout, actually looking at it and being like, oh, this is how I align my life with my work and who I am. That's right. And so it's just like everything else, right? Like, you know, we learn this, I mean, you know, as, as physicians, uh, if, if listening to this podcast, to anybody just in general, right? When fear is something that holds us back, but it can also drive us, right? And if you, if you allow it to, you have to allow it to, you have to embrace it. You have to realize that, you know, it's there trying to teach you something and to, to quiet the voices around you and just listen to yourself. That is how you eventually get through this because everybody in many different ways are going to try to talk you, whether it's out of it. I mean, my parents thought I went off the deep end. My coworkers and colleagues were like, what in the world are you doing? And, you know, are you even going to survive? And I'm like, look, I, I was, I was trained in a, in a particular way with a particular skill set, um, you know, in, in the military. So I knew I'd at least survive a month. I'm not going to say I'm like, you know, bear here who uh, can live off of in, in a tent for months at a time. And that's, that's not me. But, you know, I knew that in order to understand who I was, I had to kind of go back to everything where I could quiet all the surrounding voices around me. Because I feel like physicians, part of what we do is that if we're not careful, we will start internalizing everybody else's hurts and everybody else's concerns and everybody else's pains. And until you, because we got into healthcare for a reason, right? I mean, if we truly, yes, do we do well financially? Of course we do. Okay. Some specialties better than others. But the more I understand it, I mean, if I really wanted to go into healthcare for financial purposes, I would have gone into like to actually something that actually made money like finance. Um, or other such things, right? And so, you know, we went into it because we have this need inside of us, whether we want to admit it or not, we truly want to take care of people. But when we don't understand how to necessarily block what's coming out of us, and we start really kind of absorbing everybody else's issues and problems is when we truly start to realize we lose ourselves. And, and when you lose yourself, that is the, in my opinion, the number one reason for burnout as a whole. Yeah, I think so. It's that whole, I didn't even know what an empath was until about a year and a half ago. And then I'm like, oh, that's why when I leave a room after certain patient encounters, I feel like ick because it's, you have, you've like absorbed that person's energy. You've absorbed their problems. You're taking the weight of the world off of them and thinking, how can I fix them? When in really the patient physician relationship is about being a guide and being a coach and just walking next to them not taking on all their shit and garbage. So absolutely. I love it. Walk me back. That When do you think your burnout started? I'm interested to hear. So I think my burnout started. Well, you know, let me, let me go. Med school residency. No, I think it was, I think my burn, it wasn't residency. Even though I was around in the days before the, the restrictions that came about. Right. So, you know, I, my intern year, you know, it was 36 hour days. I mean, like, you know, the, the, the new restriction had come and it wasn't even then. It was really when I came home from Iraq, when I was on a, a operational tour, um, when I, when I was in the military and I came back and I just started realizing just how ungrateful I felt people were for what I was providing. 
and just how much was expected for almost nothing. And there was a sense of entitlement that I felt all around me. And unfortunately, I think I took it upon myself and became kind of entitled myself, right? And so I think that's when it started was around that time, because I just realized that I was, I was, I started becoming angry, right? I was becoming angry at like, if you only knew, or like, I mean, that I believe that really starts. So that was probably around 2010, when I started really starting experiencing that. So in 2010 and moving forward, it sounds like when you told us about your journey earlier, you made some pivots and some changes. You did ER, um, then you transitioned over into like fellowship. You did the team doctor thing. You did the private practice thing. Did those iterations, were they were they temporary fixes? Like, did they take kind of some of the anger and the steam of burnout off of you and then it it returned? Or do you think that it was just like different iterations of burnout through those changes. Right. So I, I think it had to do with listening to those and not myself, right? That, okay, so you would look at it and say, all right, well, maybe if I help those who truly need, you know, care immediately, maybe that would change my perspective. And I found that through that experience, that wasn't the case. Well, maybe if I just got another degree in, in something that I always wanted to do, um, would that change things? And the patient population would become different. And so, no, that didn't work. Okay, well, then let's go to what my profession considers kind of the creme de la creme um, and become a professional team doctor. Nope, that didn't work either. So, okay, well, let me do something that people aren't doing anymore. And that's essentially starting a practice not affiliated with any large hospital organization. Nope, that didn't work either. And, you know, it was, it was looking outward to what success or what should have made me happy. And it was running from not listening to who I was and not looking internally to find this or the solution to the answer. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. And so you mentioned what was super instrumental for you in your journey was taking that one month pause. Was there anything else? Any people, books? I mean, yes, there were certain books that I I did read. Wish I had a list now of what they were that did help me was instrumental in me. It was spending a lot of time, you know, meditation and in prayer and just and a lot of journaling. Journaling to me was important. And of that, I mean, I went through numerous notebooks trying to get to the the root of everything. And I would write down any thought, regardless of how ridiculous it was. I would write down, you know, any dream that I would have while I was sleeping, um, any fear that I had, directions that I, I saw for myself and what I believed would would find me true, you know, peace, right? Because peace as a whole is not, you know, it's not emptying ourselves of everybody around us, right? Peace comes from what we bring inside of us. And so I realized that I had to kind of regain my focus and to regain a peace that quite honestly, it's almost like I I never had to begin with. And so to me, it was that solitude 
that was instrumental in, in allowing me to, to really figure out who I was. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are all super great. And I'd love to hear how you utilized each one of those tools. And so for the people who are out there listening in podcasting world who are kind of at the bottom of the barrel right now, they are feeling angry, like you were saying that, you know, they're going through their day just so frustrated and overwhelmed and just like, what the fuck do I do from here? What would you want them to know and do after hearing your story? What I would want them to know, and I wish somebody would have told me this from the very beginning, and it's that your journey is your own and nobody can tell you what to do. Do what you know you have to do. You know, the least amount of cooks in the kitchen, the best for you, because, you know, a lot of what happens, particularly amongst physicians, is that we've been taught how to think and what we're supposed to be for so long. I mean, majority of us have gone from, you know, high school to college, directly into medical school, directly into residency. And during that time of, you know, when we have that freedom to find out, you know, who we truly are as a person, not what we want to be. I mean, we've already decided what we want to be. It's how do we want to be as a person? How do we want to portray ourselves into society? Um, what do we want to be remembered for by those that we touch? And until you understand those questions, then you're not going to be effective and you're going to be at risk for burnout. And what people don't talk about, you know, we talk about work hours and we talk about, you know, how call schedule is. And I'll be honest with you, that's not really what burns you out. What really burns you out is not knowing why you're doing it. And, you know, superficially, you can say, yeah, I'm doing it to help patients. Absolutely. But why are you doing it within yourself, right? Like, what is it that, 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 you want to accomplish in your own self more than just how much of a paycheck I can get or how many people can I, can I help? Did I save this person this way? And so to be more in touch with yourself, to drown out the voices around you, that to me is the key. Love it. Well, Dr. Peyton Fennell, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I just have to tell you, the badass in me honors the badass in you. Ah, thanks so much, Aaron. I appreciate your time. Thanks. I'm always so thrilled to share these stories that are so transformative, that encourage, inspire, and infuse all of us with hope and inspiration. If you need some more of that in your life, come hang out with me at burntouttobadass.com. Check the show notes. We got lots of great resources and I would love to see you in there. All right. And don't forget, my friend, the badass in me honors the badass in you.